In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today in our readings, especially in the Old Testament reading and in the Gospel reading, it is revealed to us that, well, how can you put this? That there is a, there is a godlike force in this world that knows us very well and that wants to make us all kinds of promises. And that godlike force we call and is called here in the scriptures the devil. And in the Old Testament reading, uh, devil, the, he tempts Adam and Eve and he says, he says he makes them promises and he tells them, he tells them what, they, what they want to hear about themselves. He says, you will not die. God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, that you'll see things the way that they actually are and you will be like God because that's what you want and that's what you deserve and that's what you should have and you will know good and evil. You will be all-knowing and you will know all things and you can experience things that you haven't experienced before and you will be like God. And the pattern is the same in the temptations that uh, Satan offers to Jesus today. He says to him, he says, if you are the Christ, then you don't deserve to be hungry, so why don't, you, why don't you make yourself a meal? If you are the Christ, then you deserve to have God rescue you, and you deserve to have your father prove that he loves you. And if you are the Christ, you deserve to rule everything, and I will give that to you for one small act of worship. And now, now I'm not saying, I'm not about to say that the whole advertising industry is satanic. I'm not saying that if one time you saw something on a commercial and decided that you wanted that and bought it, that you made a deal with the devil and are now on the way to perdition. What I am going to say, though, is like the devil... The advertising industry and our culture of consumption also knows you and me very well. Satan knew precisely the buttons to push and the levers to pull and the desires to appeal to in order to get Adam and Eve to do what, what he wanted them to do. And the ways that he tempts Jesus today are the same ways that our culture and, our, and, the, and people who want to part us with our money, they also appeal to us in the same way. So it's not so much a matter of you have to watch, you have to, you know, don't go into haunted houses and don't play with the Ouija boards if you don't want the devil in your life. I mean, don't do those things, just for the record. Don't do those things. But the devil that you actually have to watch out for is much more boring and much more prosaic and much more everyday. And his voice is, his voice, I'm, again, it's not that all commercials are satanic. But what I'm saying is it's the same, it's the same appeal. Because Satan says to Jesus, he says, command these stones to become loaves of bread. And he's appealing there to our need for our kind of creature comforts, right? Our need to be full, our need to be bodily satisfied, and the need to have all of our bodily needs satisfied and to be comfortable. And sometimes, sometimes that might be all it takes to get us on the wrong track. 
is just something that feels good, something that tastes good, something that, that keeps us warm and snuggly. Hmm? And he says, he says also, he says, go ahead and jump off this building and the angels will catch you. And that kind of sounds a little more wholesome, right, than just simply stuff your face with bread. But really what he's saying there is he's saying, you deserve, you deserve to have a thrilling life story and you deserve to experience profound things and you deserve to be told all the time that you are special and unique and that God loves you and that he has a, he has, he has a, he has a, overwhelming plan for good things for you. That's what he's saying. Make God take, you know, do this thing that people actually do now is they jump off tall things. And I'm not saying that's satanic, but that is what the devil says, but not everybody. Jump off a tall thing and hope that your parachute or your suit with wings works and you will have a massive rush of dopamine and you will and life will become clear and 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 meaningful and full of thrill and full of and your blood will be pumping and then when you land and you are safe then you will experience that you matter and that this life matters and that's what you should be promising yourself and we are often promised and we are often appealed to by being told that you deserve to have a beautiful life story and for $39.99 a month to begin, we can help you have that life story that, that is thrilling and beautiful and full of thrills and significance. And of course, Satan says, uh, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world and their glory, which might seem like a little much for one of us because that's a lot of work to manage everybody's you know, to make the world a better place, that's what we say we want to do, but then when, I mean, that's a lot of work. So maybe we, we are still tempted, though. We are still appealed to, though, and it still appeals to us maybe to have a little bit more significance, a little bit more influence and control and leadership, even, with its, even within our own small pond. Because making the world a better place is a lot of work. But there sure are a lot of things in my life where if I had more power and more influence and more control, I am tempted to believe I could make it all perfect. Jesus resists each one of these temptations and he resists them because this is not actually the life that is good for us. This is not actually the life that God wants for us. The life that is advertised to you is not the same thing as the life that God wants to give you now and to give you in its fullness at the end of everything. Jesus died. Well, it says here in, in, the, in the epistle reading, it says, Christ Jesus who though he was in the form of God, that's what we saw last week at the transfiguration. Jesus in the form of God with the light of heaven shining out from him, even though he had that, even though he was rich in that way, even though he had the fullness of God dwelling within him, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. 
He did not think that true life and that true being with God was a thing to reach out and to take and to claim as his own. He says, but instead he made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, going out into the wilderness and denying himself all of those things that we promise ourselves and coming in the likeness of a humble human being and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to his father, even to the point of death, death on a cross. And this he did because the reason he did this is because the life that Satan has led humanity to believe that it needs, the life that is advertised to you, is not the life that God wants to give you. The life that God wants to give you is more. And Jesus did this so that by his death and resurrection, he could cleanse us and could atone for our sins and could open to us the gates to the true promised land. Instead of comforts in this life, instead of those creature comforts, Christ would have us value above all things his promises. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And as we are tempted to live by bread and we are tempted to satisfy just the desires of our bodies, the more and more confusing it becomes because our desires are always contrary to each other. We want money and we want fun, and fun and money sometimes don't work well together. And instead of this, Jesus gives us promises that on the other side of the desert, on the other side of the Jordan River, there is truly a land of milk and honey. And yes, you have dopamine in your body to tell you that something tastes good and is satisfying and is meaningful. And you have that system in your body, that system is in your body to be used. I mean, it works now, but it's there for the promised land. When the true milk and the true honey, when the true blessings, when the true bread of heaven are given to you, but all of those things are promised to you now. And instead of rocks turning into bread, he takes our lives and promises that they can be turned into the glory of God. And he promises us these things. And instead of the life that we, I mean, we dream of it because we're told to dream about it, right? The, the legendary, the life that you want, you've been, told to, you've been told to want those things. And instead of that life, Instead of the life that you dream of, Jesus now gives to you a God whom you can trust. And trying to have a great life story is the source of a lot of anxiety in our culture and probably within us too. And instead of significance and power, he gives us, this is, Satan says, I'll give you everything. You'll have all significance and all power if you will worship me. And Jesus says, you shall worship God only. And that's what he gives to us. He says to us, 
I will bring you into worship is a gift. Worshiping God is a gift of the grace of Jesus that comes from his death and resurrection. It's not a right. It is a gift that is given to you from Jesus. I will put you into communion with the highest thing in the universe. I will put you into communion with the source of your life and the source of everything. I will put you into communion with that so that you may worship him and receive your life from him and he only you shall worship. And it says that at the end of everything, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And whether they want to or not, all spiritual forces will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. And it is our privilege, it is our gift that we get to do that now. And that instead of all significance and power. So this Lent and these readings and the season of Lent invite us to examine our desires. What kinds of commercials actually appeal to you? What kinds of advertisements, what kinds of ideals actually get you to part with money? And not to, and to from that, understand yourself. Why is it that this particular, that this particular appeal is powerful to me? Why is it that this particular desire dominate, they can use that to dominate me? And to realize that instead of those things, instead of those things that we are told we have to desire, we have been given and we have been promised on the other side of this desert, a Jordan River to cross and a promised land to claim, which has been given to us because he, Jesus, who is high and who is God and who is in the form of God, has come down into our desert and has here opened up springs of living water so that our souls may live on his word, on trusting God, and in worship of God. In Jesus' name, amen.